Podcast Network Asia. First Metrosec is providing this podcast as a general market commentary. Reference to any specific security, product, or entity do not constitute as an offer or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments or to participate in any particular trading strategy. The statements, comments, views, or opinions expressed by the hosts are subject to change without notice and First Metrosec is under no obligation to update, amend, change, or correct any of the statements, comments, views, or opinions expressed. The statements, comments, views, and opinions expressed by the guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the view of First Metrosec. First Metrosec disclaims any liability arising from reliance on or reference to any information obtained in this podcast. You are listening to First Metro Securities Philippine Stock Market Weekly Podcast, where we feature timely and relevant discussions on the Philippine stock market and the economy in the hope of providing you investing and trading guidance. Here's your host, Royce Aguilar, from the Research Department at First MetroSec. All right. So, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for attending our Philippine stock market wrap-up. So, there was a two-month hiatus of this market wrap-up. Of course, last month, we had our rounds of presenting our outlook and topics for the year to our clients and of course to you virtually you know and actually when we presented our topics we realized na we haven't focused or we haven't elaborated on our outlook per sector and this is actually the opportunity for me to present our outlook per sector right but of course let's discuss first the usual let's discuss what happened in the month of feb what to watch out for in March, and then sector overview, and then we'll provide some key uh, traders playbook reports. Okay, so what happened in the month of Feb? So in Feb, the PSA actually ended lower by 3.5%, and yesterday it closed at 6,556.20. And year-to-date, if you exclude the March one, right? this is year-to-date from January to Feb, the market is down by 0.15%. So imagine... The market went as high as around above 7,000 right now. The market is at 6,600. So how quick the market went up and pulled back. So I'd like to discuss the reasons why the market pulled back. So first is global inflation data continue to exceed expectations, right? It's not only the Philippines that where inflation data was above consensus expectations and even above BSP's expectation. But for example, if you take a look at the, in the US, there are a lot of inflation-related data there and it exceeded expectations. Meron yung inflation itself, meron core personal consumption expenditure is what the central bank focuses on. So exceeded expectations. And there was some time where the Philippine market underperformed. And it was because that was a time the BSP adjusted its inflation forecast for the year to 6.1% from 4.5%. So imagine 2020 inflation, 4.5%, and then you hike it to 6.1%. That's a huge increase in forecast. For 2024, they also increased it from 28 to 3.1%, right? And of course, there were other reasons. Of course, given the higher than expected inflation, the global central banks remain hawkish because that's one of their mandate, price stability, right? So, they have to control inflation. They, they have different targets. So for example, see US 2% for the Philippines, I believe it's 25 5, 4.5%, right? 
And then lastly, there was a downweight for the Philippines in the MSI, MSI semi-annual rebalance. And that's why you noticed the huge volume yesterday. It's usually like that, ahead of the effective date, which is the first day of the month. There's huge volume. And MSI rebalancing usually on every Feb, May, August, and November. And then the effectivity is the last day of Feb, usually uh, Feb, May, August, November. So expect large volume from there. And then usually the day after, like today, March 1, the price normalized, umakyat yung market. Right. So in terms of price action, if you take a look at price action, the market today ended above 6,600, which is actually it's support. Right. So let's try to zoom it a bit. So if you take a look at the price action, the red line that you see there, that's the moving average. That's the 200-day moving average. And the green one, that's the 100-day moving average. So you can see that that's acting as a support right now, along with the 6,600 level. But if you take a look at the RSI, probably baka oversold bounce lang. Perhaps it could just be a dead cat. Hopefully not, but it takes more days to really confirm whether it, this is a rebound or not, right? So for us, the entry is not even if, if even if you can see a lot of support levels there, the hundred day, two hundred day, the six thousand six hundred. For us, once the market trades back above six thousand eight hundred, that's the time now. It's more convincing that the market to a healthy pullback lang, right? So right now we can't say yet because it's still quite choppy and. Looks like leaning towards the downside. Pa. So what do you watch out now for March? Right. So inflation data, number one inflation data. Talaga. So at the latter part of one of the last bullets there, I, I will mention the dates on when inflation will be released. But inflation data, number one. Because the main reason why the market went up in January was expectation inflation will peak. Hence, interest rates will peak. And then, of course, lower interest rates or expectation of lower interest rates is uh, one of the best reasons to buy equities. But just so happened, inflation uh, seems like has yet to peak. So now, this is where the market is basing on no, price action. The language of the central banks on monetary policy. Will they slow down rates? Best case scenario, will, will they already send a message when they will cut rates? And of course, possibility of an economic slowdown recession. We barely hear, of course, from central banks na, oh, oh magrekaka recession. Not necessarily, but if you try to decipher their message, the possibility of an economic slowdown, that's what we have to listen to, understand. Of course, through our reports, through our daily reports, we can see the news, the snippets on how or what are they saying currently. Okay, Geopolitics still, like last month, the Philippines and China. And then there's currently US-China as well. China-Taiwan, something to watch. So, ano siya? Of course, Ukraine-Russia is still definitely a factor, right? Right. It's not getting any better. So that's definitely a factor. Doc. One of the main costs of oh, inflation shot up last year. And then right now, we're still feeling the brunt of it. Right. So geopolitics still something to watch out for. And then TH in U.S. corporate earnings and outlook. Right. So right now, full year earnings. And then starting April, first quarter, agad yan, 2023. And of course, again, this year, the usual tip that we share for our clients is you don't only look at corporate earnings growth. You look at if it exceeded, if it's in line or below consensus expectation. Consensus expectations is based from analyst estimates like us, but we're just one of those, right? So how do you know if a company exceeded estimates or not? You take a look at our reports, right? Of course, for US, what's also important to them is your outlook. Because in the US, they give outlooks agad eh. And if the outlook did not meet expectations, may ganun na, di lang earnings. If their outlook did not meet analyst expectations, the share price will adjust, right? 
and may pre-market pa sa US so nag-a-adjust siya even before it opens right but the bottom line there is once you see the sectors outperforming underperforming the US you can also see a gauge on how it will fare here in the Philippines continue to look at that and then in terms of economic data I highlighted here inflation for Philippines it's March 7 next Tuesday for US March 14th for EU tomorrow and then other for Philippines, oil for says unemployment rate, central bank. There's also a lot of central bank interest rate decisions this month. So this month is actually important. Let's end the quarter with a clearer path towards where they will go. Diba? Mag-hike ba or not? I mean, mag-hike, how much do they need to hike pa? And then for US, central bank decision also March 23rd, job support March 10th. And then, yeah, as mentioned, March 10, March 16 for Japan and EU respectively. Okay. And then in terms of sector overview, this uh, give me some time to discuss our outlook per sector. We didn't really elaborate on this one on the virtual event that we held three weeks ago, right? So let's talk about the financial sector. The first, the financial sector, there's definitely room to ramp up loans. Because during the pandemic, just to give reference, during the pandemic, there's what we call non-performing loans. They it, it went up significantly. Non-performing loans, usually ito yung mga likely or already have defaulted the loans. And there are, if you take a look at the bank's data, the bank's data, you can really separate the men from the boys because there are banks that have significantly higher non-performing loans as compared to the bigger banks na their non-performing loans are, well, higher than historically but way lower than the other smaller banks. The bottom line is, as time went by, during the course of the pandemic, it normalized. So now, they have now room to ramp up loans. But it still hinges on economic conditions. Because if there is an expectation of economic slowdown or worse recession, diba, yung loan demand will definitely be affected. Even if loan growth is expected to recover this year, it may decelerate as compared to last year. right? And of course, I'd just like to be clear, in terms of expectation of recession, here's the Philippines, unlikely. Economic slowdown yung likely. But the recession, which is defined by two straight quarters of negative growth, diba? We felt that nung COVID, two quarters. But in terms of recession this time around, it will likely mostly be in US or EU. But nevertheless, we will be affected kasi globalization naman na. So what we expect here is economic slowdown. So now next, net interest margins will continue to expand under the current interest rate environment. Meaning, since mataas yung interest rate, diba? Usually, there's a spread na dun yung para nanggagaling yung mga revenues ng banks eh. But the bottom line in here is, of course, you can only increase interest rate so much. There's, at the end of the day, people will realize now it's, it's too expensive to borrow. Nevertheless, this time around, there's upside sa margins ng banks. Right? And I would like to focus on the fourth point here, that the efficiency gains during the pandemic will remain sticky because the banks have focused or expedited their digitalization efforts, di ba? The apps are getting better, mas paganda ni integration, like within the other fintech platforms, fintech apps, right? So that will help the banks in terms of their cost efficiency moving forward. So that will remain to be seen. So in terms of, yeah, this is a chart that we see for those listening sa Spotify or well, watching YouTube, you can see this. No? But for those listening Spotify, we're showing here like a graph of industry loan growth and net interest margin, how it's rebounding since the lows of the pandemic. Right. And then our buy calls for the sector are the following. BPI, BDO, and Security Bank. Actually, for BDO, for transparency purpose, I showed here 148 because I would like to emphasize now from 148 after the stock dividend, it's around 123, I believe. Around 123. Yata. So the bottom line there is for BPI and BDO, there's not much upside currently. 
But for Security Bank, there's an upside at around 109 pesos, right? So for Security Bank, that's actually one of our topics, as you've mentioned before. But the bottom line here is we have other buy calls. It's just that dynamic is a topic because the upside is limited and they're relatively expensive. So that's for the financial sector. For the consumer sector, we mentioned in our outlook na we see demand to be resilient in the early part of 2023. Of course, we economic-wise, there's minimum wage increases, plant tax cuts that could provide tailwinds to consumption. And of course, we showed this, diba, na this is from the train law na yung beneficiary of this one. I mean, everyone benefits, but who benefits the most? Those earning over 800k to 8 million a year. And these are your middle to high income level. So of course, one of our topics is RHI, where their target is mid to high income level. So it all comes to play in terms of why will RHI continue to outperform despite inflation. So there. And then, of course, we highlighted here that your savings are lower, credit card debt is getting higher. It can easily be argued that people are spending. Kaya bumabawa yung savings, tatumataas yung credit card debt kasi mas nagsispend ka to meet with your friends hang out with family more. But this slide is a sign of household balance sheet stress emerging. This is where salary loans are picking up at an uncomfortable pace. So the bottom line here is unemployment is at a pre-COVID level, which is good. Headline-wise, headline, when you hear it, unemployment back to pre-COVID levels, it seems like it's good news, right? But why are salary loans picking up nearly doubled in 2022? Meaning, Sa taas ng inflation, di na enough yung kinikita monthly, right? Because higher expenses, your salary, while it is increasing, it's not at the pace of your higher costs, ba? So that's that's like a sign of household balance sheet stress emerging, right? So but we remain positive on the sector, of course, on select names, until these early signs of stress become more pronounced. That Hence, we remain selective. One of the key trends, down trading. So household will focus on essentials, revert to value-oriented labels. Diba? There's a shift to cheaper private la- label alternatives. So we mentioned down trading one example. For example, dati, kung Starbucks ka once or twice a week, ngayon once or twice a month lang, or you shift to making your coffee at home or tea and one. That's example. We're also seeing, of course, return to office school to show the family's expenses will shift to transportation, allowance, clothing, diba? so mga department stores to benefit. Revenge spending is definitely still a trend, but our point is eventually it will wane kasi nga, taas ng inflation. Nevertheless, revenge spending is still seen right now. Could be within the country, diba? You fly, and then it could be outside the country. Or you just want to go out. Revenge spending, eh? like some malls, diba? So mall foot traffic is already back to pre-COVID levels, so way higher than pre-COVID levels, so that's good. Hence, our topics for the sector are CNPF, RHIURC. And if you watch our event in virtual event these are our defensive names our theme number one for the property sector it's divided among three sub-segments about residential malls and office so let's discuss our outlook for each of the sector the sub-segments rather so for residential we're not so positive because the demand headwinds are clear higher interest rate and if maka recession say sa other parts of the world that could be a downside just remittances right and nung pandemic, there was this uh, provision in Bayanian law where yung mga bimibay ng property could pwede ma-delay yung payment, mga prepayments. When that provision in Bayanian law was lifted in 2021, mid-2021, and daming di kaya makabayad. So that resulted in vacancies. So of course, in the minds of the developers, they had to fill up those inventory first. 
Hence, we expect developers to push back yung next launches until unwind yung build-up in residential inventory. Right? So that's one of our expectation. And this is a chart showing, this is a graph showing aggregate launches of property names under coverage are only hovering at around 25 to 30% of 2019 levels. Right? So we're far away from pre-COVID levels in terms of launches. Okay? For office, we're not so positive also because there's a risk of higher vacancy rates amid greater adoption of work from home. But of course, for office names, or at least for the property names, their office segment, you can easily separate the men from the boys there. Because there's a huge disparity in terms of names, in terms of the occupancy rates of select names and then other names. So we prefer the bigger ones. So of course, we see the ad- greater adoption of work from home to put pressure on rental rates. So this will warrant a recalibration of office expansion plans. Right. So despite BPO's and traditional office leases being in business as usual mode, the, the need for office space could lag growth in manpower requirements in the face of greater adoption of work from home. So this is another graph showing the slow recovery in occupancy rates, which suggests weakness in demand for office spaces. So malayo pa siya sa 100%, at least for select names. And then for malls, we're positive. Full rental rates have been reinstated kasi in second half of 2022. Diba? You recall nung pandemic, may nag-provide ng rental reprieve, right? If you recall sa mga tenants, sa malls. So right now, it's now reinstated in the second half of the year, last year. So the segment is actually on tack to revert to pre-COVID levels this year, no? This year. So if you take a look at this slide, as of third quarter, for example, for Ayala Land, it's 96% of pre-COVID levels already. SM Prime, over 100%. For Robinson's Land, 90%. So, diba? That's good. Hence, our topics for the sector are RLC and SM Prime. For RLC, one of the undervalued names for SM Prime, note that 60 to 70% of their operating income comes from malls. So that's why it's one of our buy picks. But our topic as a whole, si RLC. For telco sectors, it's interesting, right? But the bottom line here is your theme is competition is rising. And there are several themes, no? Like first, the continued cannibalization of voice and SMS. Because right now, there's an increased use in Viber, WhatsApp, Messenger. So data over in texting SMS, So that's one, right? So there's a shift to data, shift to other apps where you use data rather than text yung magpapaload ka. So let's move on to data. There's also a challenge there because in terms of the companies, because for example, we can now buy more data at the same price or lower price as before. Right. So of course, that's good for us. But in terms of the, da- the telcos, it's challenging for them to how to make money on those, especially competition. Like yung other telco provider lang magbaba ng price. Diba? Siyempre, kailangan nila match or else the customers can quickly shift Especially now, right? The mobile number portability law, SIM registration card, that makes it easier to shift from PLDT to Globe, Globe to Dito, vice versa, right? There are a lot of unfavorable impact of recent regulatory events to incumbents, like what I've mentioned. And of course, we can't deny the fact that si Dito Telecom, while it's not one of our vehicles, it's definitely a competition. It's eating the mobile market share, the market share in the mobile segment, right? So... Those are reasons why competition is significantly rising sa telco sector. So it's still there. Tapos meron pa yung, ano right, yung 100% foreign ownership. That's definitely a challenge moving forward. I think it's a Starlink nga nandito na sa Philippines. So it seems like the price is mostly focused for the high income level. Nevertheless, it's still a competition. Diba? So yeah, as mentioned here, si Dito Tell, if you see here sa slide, nearly 8% na siya as of 9 months ago in terms of number of subscribers. 
And then yeah, Simulation Act, diba? the effect here is reduction overall mobile subscribers. You, you recall, yung mga nagtetext sa atin ng gaming-related, casino, jackpot, etc. Those will likely be omitted already. That's a good effect of Simulation Act, hopefully. Ito naman yung forecast for mobile market shares, but see dito from 8% now to 11% in 2024. So the mobile segment will remain competitive. So our buy call for the sector is PLDT. Of course, we understand the recent challenges for PLDT, but if you take a look at our target price is $1,550. So ano siya? I mean, as compared to before, the sa $2,000-$3,000. Nevertheless, for Globe kasi, while well, there's an upside sa long term sa GCash, right now kasi mostly sa mobile, pa rin siya kumikita. And as mentioned, the mobile business is heavily competitive right now. For PLDT kasi, the home broadband business is something na leading and can fully take advantage. For the power sector, our theme here is seizing the renewable energy boom. Of course, we'll discuss that in a while. But the bottom line here is electricity consumption is on track to reach new highs. In 2020, the story was residential. Kasi nasa bahay lati, So residential demand is driving energy, electricity consumption. And then 2021, slightly reopened yung mga industrial, yung mga food and beverage, in, yung mga manufacturing, right? And then 2022, yan na yung mga hotels, school, and then 2022 all come together, like, especially commercial and industrial, right? But we have to take into account the additional dependable capacities important. Because right now, the bottom line here is supply. Because if you, based on what I recently read, na yung margin between demand and supplies is quite thin. So for example, if magkaroon ng shutdown yung iilang plants, magkakaroon na agad ng yellow alert kasi meaning demand has already overweight supply so kailangan na ng forced brownouts, di ba? That being said, given that the supply is quite thin, there will be incoming supply but as of now, not much pa. That being said, we expect electricity prices to remain elevated and you can see that the prices be reflected sa spot market prices. Iba para stock market for electricity prices. So expected to remain elevated in the next 12 months. In the slides, you will see there yung increasing share of commercial industrial post-pandemic and then yung electricity consumption per region, di ba? Hindi lang Luzon na. The Mindanao besides grid showing increased demand. Especially a lot of business are going there because given the opportunity. So moving on to the mix. Fossil fuels will still dominate the energy mix, will still remain to be king at least in the most part of this decade. We have to remember na last year, after the Ukraine-Russia, we realized that we have to have a mix between coal and renewable energy. I mean, renewable energy is the future, parang present na rin, future and present, right? But we, we come to realize that it can't fill up yung base load capacity. So it has to be a mix, diba? Yun yung point. But of course, moving forward, over-dependence on coal exposes companies with coal-fired power plants to price volatility. That, that's where the viability of renewable energy will come in. For the Philippines case, of course, the government is backing that up. May support, right? Yung goal nga by 2030, 35% of this energy mix, renewable energy, diba? And then for the Philippines case, solar and wind, yung mostly capacity that will come in under the renewable energy side. So of course, what is important also, may battery and resource system kasi doon masustore yung, yung energy, yung viability na REA. It can be stored. But you have to have this battery energy storage system. So this is a chart showing the expectation in the, the supply by 2040, so, so our pick for this sector is a series, right? But of course, if you want other power sector names, we always write 
on those through our Tejas Playbook report. So you can use those as guidance. So now, our 2023 and target and topics are the following. So this, just to highlight lang or emphasize, the base case target namin is 6,700. Then we have three themes, defensive names, ECNPF, RHIURC, beneficiaries of central bank pivots, the REITs. Well, of course, the beneficiary central bank pivot is the expectation na magsa-slow down na increase ng rates or magsa-stop na increase ng rates. Of course, for now, we have to be a bit more patient for the rates, but nevertheless, something to put on our watch list. And then undervalued names are seen segment. Of course, we can recommend MetroBanks is part of the group, right? But the bottom line here is MetroBanks is also one of the cheaper names, like Security Bank. So in terms of our key traders playbook reports, now this is year-to-date. Key ratio is around 56%. Parang ano yan, 5 out of 9. Diba? As in the start of the year, puro hit. Kasi good January. But during Feb, a lot of names have hit our stop loss. So hopefully this improves. So in terms of our key traders playbook reports, we have Meralco. Now we just released earlier today. Diba? So for Meralco, earnings above consensus estimates didn't just grow. The earnings did not just grow. It exceeded estimates. And right now, Simeralco is not just a power distribution company. It's generation business is already contributing a lot to business. Something that's an upside for Meralco. Here's the chart. Now, we're, we're telling now you, you buy once it makes above 320. If you want a more in-depth analysis, now take a look at what we post sa website namin on our traders' table. Of course, RSE also, trading near 52-week lows. Parang ano to eh, buy on, ano siya, buy on, buy low, sell high strategy. But of course, RSE is one of our long-term picks anyway. But the emphasis here is for long-term investors. I mean, this is also an opportunity to buy na. Kasi nga, trading near 52-week lows, usually support ni 14.50. Take advantage. If it breaks below 14.50 for traders, you can cut loss. Man. So recently, we actually released episodes, you know, where we had a guest na si MPI. Now we talked about each of its segments, tapos yung mga recent news about the company. Diba? We invited the Vice President for Investor Relations kay MPI. And then we just released this couple of days ago, si Pirit. So Investor Relations of Pirit also we invited to discuss their plans. And of course, we also have other episodes focusing on my colleagues discussing their coverages and their reports. Diba? So this is our macroeconomic forecast. But this is from DBS Bank, no, our research partner. So time to answer your questions. Okay. The question is, what are your thoughts on pure gold? For pure gold, definitely, if you take a look at the share price right now, it seems like undervalued share, right? But we have to remember, because looking at the fundamentals, there are a lot of undervalued names. Most of the stocks listed in the Philippine Stock Exchange are undervalued, right? For pure gold's case, because what we are worried about is on the margins cost side, especially yung SNR business contributing significantly already. So the impact sa margins, kasi ano siya eh, import eh. Import siya. So yung the cost side is what we're concerned about. So we're pretty good put on our watches but uh, not currently uh, top priority. Okay, so next question. Is your target price also your fair value for the stock? Yes. It's our, it's the target price are fair value for the stock. So yun yung parang target namin. At least yun yung dapat niyang fair value within the next 12 months. Now, it's not necessarily what we think will be the value in the next 12 months. It's what we think the value should be within the next 12 months. So that's that's how, that's how we look at it. So next question is, 
SMPH3, is it possible this year? We have been hearing that it is possible this year. Baron best case scenario, fourth quarter of the year. That's best case scenario. But they're, they're still talking about it in terms of timing. But we have to take it to account na timing is paramount for, for IPOs, especially big IPOs. Kasi you're trying to raise funds in if the market is not doing well likely mo undervalue ka ng market eh. so so timing is key rin for IPOs especially daming big IPOs like there, there's option probably si Prime Infra rin mag-IPO totally IPO this year so those are big IPOs so hopefully let's see hopefully the best na lang sa kanila do you consider yeah PNB as an undervalued stock it's actually PNB is actually one of the undervalued names sa PSE, right? But the PNB kasi, it's one bank na I'm referring to earlier, na I was referring to earlier in terms of non-performing loans. They have higher non-performing loans as compared to the industry. Well, it, it nag-normalize naman na siya during the course of the pandemic. But the point here is, of course, if magkaroon ulit ng that type of that type of economic uh, crisis, right? that goes to show na quality of loan si PNB has to, has to improve. So it makes them, uh, it makes other banks look more investable than them. That's the thing. That's why they remain to be that undervalued. So while they are undervalued right now, it's not necessarily a top priority to accumulate. Okay, so we have questions also on Converge. So what are the pa- possible catalysts for Converge to reverse from its current downtrend? Do you still see Converge as a co- good company for long hold? For currently, kasi our, our our target price for Converge is fifteen point fifty. For Converge, kasi pa, si Converge paras ng AC Energy dito. When prices went up significantly in twenty twenty one, if I'm not mistaken, it already priced in what it is doing now, de ba? So yung yung and yung growth prospects nila right? So it, it's no surprise anymore. The one issue for Converge is the residential, it, it's called the residential subscription additions. It's not doing as expected, right? Because, well, of course, so when we went to Mindanao, we, ano dun, parang yung comment dun, parang hirap sila to, to capture market outside Luzon. Kasi yung Luzon, when Converge, matunog na, nung matunog si Converge, we have to take it to account na yung exposure niya, mostly sa Luzon lang. But of course, where, where the growth are is outside Luzon. And they're finding it hard though to really penetrate those markets. Plus, kasi the strategy nila during the pandemic was the yung, they removed yung prepayment. Yung problem, di ba parang same sa property, same sa residential. Tinanggal yung prepayment, ang daming di makabayan. Ang daming nagka-cancel subscription. Parang ginawang trial lang, right? So that that's one issue. And right now, bin, binalik na yung prepayment. So yung residential subscription additions nila is normalizing pababa. So the growth prospect for Converge is still there. It's more on, we have to see the numbers. If We have to see the numbers reflect. Right. So that's for Converge. Okay. Next is any thoughts on the Alter Energy IPO? Yeah, it's very interesting. Well, one thing for Alter Energy, it's it's part of um she, trending, eh, right? It's it's part of the renewable energy. But now there are a lot of en- renewable energy listed already in the PSE. Now you can easily compare. For Alter Energy, 
again, the, the growth prospect is there, mga ganun. But right now, where liquidity in the market is not historically par, meaning it's not mababa yung volume, kasi nga, takot eh, takot pa yung mga tao. Investors, or especially traders, will likely prioritize names. Sino ba yung leading? Sino ba yung number one, sino ba yung maganda yung prospects? Mag, number two, sino ba yung marami na na-establish? Right. For Alternergy kasi, it's still getting there. It's not that big. Pa. But of course, the prospect is there. But I, I think lang based from what I've seen sa market, baka hindi pa na-reprioritize yung Alternergy. Probably in the first days of the market, they can trade it. But in terms of investing for the long term, it will, it, 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 un- unless the market sentiment, unless market sentiment and volume improve, Diba? Si Alternji will uh, less likely outperform as you would have want to expect from it. But the thing is, the thing is uh, okay siya eh, kasi I, I believe meron rin siyang battery energy storage system. So at least meron na siya, no? or at least in the pipeline, one of the few names na sa pipeline. So good for them. But of course, they have to ano pa, execute well because they still have a lot of projects na are in the pipeline but has not really have not yet really come online yet so execution may execution risk pa what if ma-delay diba kasi usual yun eh so yung, pag, pag ikaw yung investor usually mga traders yung mindset pa-prioritize mo na sino ba yung execute na diba so that's one factor but yeah something to put on your watch is kasi I mean like I've said renewable energy is the future it's the present and the future yun Next question is, oh yeah, I mean, ito, renewable energy and any thoughts, uh, SPNEC? For, for SPNEC kasi, ito one of the brighter prospects, definitely. Right? Kumbaga, waiting for execution na lang rin yan eh, for, for a lot of investors to come in more. But the valuation of the company already reflects, partially reflects that, right? For SPNEC kasi, like, yung so, besides kasi, the solar Philippines business itself kasi, I mean, it's not, it's not new. I mean, medyo may, I mean, as compared to other renewable engineers, ito si Solar Philippines, marami na na-establish. And the future is bright. But kasi, it's, it's like AC Energy na, or it's like Converge na, if may, may slight disappointment lang, madali bentahan. Kasi, the expectation is so high, right? Solar Philippines, right? Partnered with Rason, right? Diba? Three, like, ano to eh? Three gigawatts, diba? Yung, yung one project. So, sobrang laki. So, yung Terra Solar. So, it, it's, it would definitely meet a lot of demand. And it's the supply that the country needs. Hindi lang want. It's, it's a need. So, the future is definitely right for SP9. But of course, like I've said, as a stock, it leaves little room for disappointment kasi madelay lang yung project, magkaroon lang ng execution issues, bebentahan yan talaga. Kasi the price already reflects partially what is expected from it. So we have to take that into account. Now yung stock market, ano yan, looking for, look for, ano yan, it looks forward. Diba? Next question is for Jollibee. Yeah, what are your thoughts on Jollibee? For Jollibee, our target price for Jollibee is 260 pesos. Right. For Jollibee, kasi, I mean, the, ano siya, definitely economic reopening for sure. It's an economic reopening. 
um, not only in the Philippines but globally. I would like to share in recently I've been uh, in the US to finish yung, yung master's score, right? And I went sa dun sa, sa Times Square sa New York. And grabe, like, if gusto mag-order ng meal, it takes you, you have to wait at least 15 to 30 minutes to get your food. Yung pwede mo lang makuha agad is yung mango pie. ba? So, it's, it's a good signal. It's a good signal. But of course, it, during a time of high inflation, si Jollibee naman, kahit nagtataas niya ng presyo, it cannot increase at the same time na tumataas yung cost. So, may times na inabsorb rin yung cost. So, margins will also be an issue, not only sa Philippines, but globally. Hence, right now, nagko-consolidate lang siya. It's not significantly moving. But the bottom line here is, the future is there. Just when you thought na saturated sa Philippines, ang dami ng branches sa Philippines, globally pala, no, dun yung upside niya. So, Jollibee definitely good for long-term hold, but, you know, no, don't expect a lot for now. So, thoughts on dito naman. For dito, I mean, yeah, I mean, the same for the growth names. A lot of what you expected before when when the stock went to as high as 18, 20, yun na yun, yun na yun ngayon. Dumataas yung subscribers. But now, the realities their realities here na yes, dumadami subscribers mo, but it's not, di pa siya kumikita. The company itself naman said na it will take some time eh, a year or two bago sila maging profitable. So before, until that happens, right now, don't expect much sa share price. Sometimes kasi you have to take a look at the fundamentals, but you also have to take a look at what's reflected sa price. Hindi lang, hindi lang porket tumataas yung number of subscribers, good to expect mo akit rin yung stock price. It's not the case. Because again, the stock market is forward-looking. It's been already reflected. Right? So, for dito, ano siya, na, I mean, don't expect a lot from it now. Share, I mean, stock price-wise. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a good question. So, view on video, is a good document. For video naman, I mean, given our target price, I mean, good to accumulate when it pulls back to around 110, 108, but of course that that means we we expect the market to pull back further. I mean, it, 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 if it's that way, I mean, they take advantage na lang for video. Because we have to take into account that in the banks have outperformed this year. Ita, yung financial sector outperformed. It's already it's actually up by double digit, while the market is just flat. So outperformed siya. So, you wait. Si video ang ganda ng share price niya. I mean, ano siya, buy and pullback talaga siya. Um, uh, if you want to be, kung nainip ka na, pwede ka bumili around 115. But ako, like, wait for, wait for the stock to pull back. Yun. So, any, any, any more questions, guys? Basta si video naman, I mean, we like banks eh, as a whole. It's just that we have to remain picky now. Especially yung, Kasi yung mga, yung mga stocks nga na relative expensive will likely underperform. While it may go up not as high as other names are undervalued but with the same prospect. Diba? So, diba, security bank, ano, nag-hit pa ng 100 pesos patas but we've been recommending it since nasa 80s. Diba? Yun. So, we, we have to stick with those names na may upside pa. Any more questions? Alright. So... Yeah, I think may isa pang pahabol. What's our outlook on 
the hotel and leisure services sector. For tourism, definitely it will come back. It's already coming back. Okay. Ang ganda na rebound niya, no? But of course, if inflation continues to be this high, if, if eventually mo hold back na rin yung mga tao. So right now, kasi, as we mentioned, we expect, we expect demand to be resilient in the first half. Because there's still a spillover from the previous year na we're really, ex- we're really excited to go back outside to spend yung mga, at least may mga trabaho during the course of the pandemic. daming naipon kasi hindi nakalabas. Hopefully, yung mga hindi nakagastos with medical expenses, nakaipon. Right? So they will spend that during the course of at least until the first half of 2023. But of course, if inflation continues to remain this high, mahuhold back ka na rin eh, eventually. So, titipid ka na rin kasi, alam mo yun. So, hopefully, it, it's dependent na rin on inflation. So, for this time around, okay yung outlook for hotel leisure services, but hope, but our expectation is demand will normalize the second half. So, let's see. The next question is, will industry-related companies make a com- good comeback this year, like DNL, MYG, TICAP? For DNL, we like, we, ako personally, one of the playbook picks ko si DNL. Kasi, for DNL, kasi it can easily pass on costs with clients. Kasi mga clients niya, si na Jollibee, Boysen, tapos si Jollibee, Boysen, yun, bahala on how will they pass on prices. Si DNL, kasi mga chemist yan, eh, sila yung formula, yung, ano, loop, yung ingredients ng chicken, etc. Sila yung gumagawa for that. They're the ones on the behind the scenes. So it will be like DNL kasi it can easily just pass on cost. Eh. Tapos mayroon pa silang tinata yung facility sa Batangas. So it will help their margins. Diba? Mas making cost efficient sila. For MWID naman, it depends on construction. The construction kasi right now wala na siyang airport business. It will only depend on the construction business. So for construction kasi, I mean, it's dependent also on our outlook sa residential. I mean, it doesn't only build naman residentially. So, it also creates yung mga terminals, diba, office. So, siguro baka next year pa siya fully magkakambak. Kasi nga, if this year, we expect yung mga launches to be delayed, baka next year mas fully siya ma-realize. For GT Capital naman, yeah, I mean, we're part of the group so we don't have an outright target price for GT Capital. But in terms of outlook, kasi mostly bank, ano siya, banks, property. So yung banks, okay. Yung property, yung target na kasi right now luxury, high-end talaga. So less sensitive. For the cars naman, ang laka ng rebound ng vehicle sales. No? So that's that's good. So hopefully, as time goes by, I mean, if magkaroon na economic slowdown, perhaps yung vehicle sales will normalize. So that that's one. So yeah, I mean, we have to take those into account. So GT Cap, okay, siya, undervalued. But you know, what I say kasi usually pag holding companies, you try to prioritize if the unit itself has a better outlook. So for Metrobank, perhaps you can directly buy Metrobank. And if, but if you want an exposure sa property, banks, diba, and vehicles, si GT Cap perhaps could be an investment tool. But yeah, just keep in mind what I mentioned about ANL. So yeah, that's it. No, that's it. Thank you. So... Thank you. And Oksige, one last question. One last question. Okay, I like this question. So your thoughts on the MSI deletion of ASM Globe? Any idea on how long for these two stocks to bounce? It should start bouncing from here. Kasi usually, ano na eh, yung effectivity date niya is today. So usually, yung last day of it going down was supposedly Feb 28. So now, expect the stock to rebound. But ano lang, partially lang rin. It will be dependent pa rin sa fundamentals. For AC Energy kasi, I mean, expensive pa rin siya. 
right? Good prospect, definitely. But it remains to be expensive. For Globe naman, ang ganda ng support level niya, nasa 1.7. So, could be a good trading opportunity. But uh, again, as mentioned, the mobile business remains to be competitive. So, ako, trading lang. Yun. So, that's it. No, thank you, everyone, for questions. You can email us or watch out for our next events. Take a look at our reports sa website. So, thank you everyone. See you next month. This has been Roy Aguilar, Department Head for Retail Research. And as always, in First Meta Securities, it's hashtag your future first. So, thank you. Thanks for listening to First Metro Securities Philippine Stock Market Weekly Podcast. Don't forget to follow us to get first dibs on our new episodes. For more up-to-date market news and info, exclusive content, and the opportunity to connect with your fellow Filipino investors and traders, join facebook.com slash groups slash First Metrosec and be part of the First Metrosec family. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.